It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hello, hello from early morning Ghent. It is 5.10 a.m. this morning, and I'm recording this early because there are construction works in my street for the next six months. So this is going to be a thing. You're going to get intros and outros with morning voice. (laughs) This show is brought to you by fellow romantics around the world. People like Annie and Natalie and and Thea and Macy and Ari. Thank you so much. Let me thank all of you at the end of the show. But first, let's go check on Natalie and Raven. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Worth the Risk, Part 11, Lifty. Raven traced the numbers with her finger until she ended up at the total in bold print. The monthly staff cost was surprisingly high, with only 11 people on the payroll. She sat back, tapping the paper with the tip of her pen. Raven knew Belgium had a high tax burden for employers and employees alike. It made it harder for her to evaluate the wisdom of Bart's business decisions. Not that it matters, she thought and huffed. (laughs) Raven was no longer planning to invest in Bart's company. The only reason she was sitting in this office building was that she couldn't change her flight to an earlier return date easily. If it had been possible, Raven would have left Belgium this very morning. All flights out of Brussels in the coming days had been fully booked, though, and the airline wasn't accommodating in coming up with a solution so far. It had left Raven in an awkward position. There was no point in being here, really. The deal was off. She would keep her money and go home as soon as possible. And yet, Raven hadn't texted Natalie to cancel their meeting this morning. What if she really was stuck here for several more days? She didn't want to spend all that time in her hotel room. Exploring the city by herself was an option, of course. But just the thought had made Raven feel stuck and lonely. It had seemed like a better idea to keep busy and go along with the program for now. She would tell Bart to go fuck himself on her way home at the airport. If she did so now, 
He might show up at her hotel, and she didn't want that. Raven sighed, tapping her phone to check her messages. There was still no news from the airline. She shook her head and attempted to focus on the paper in front of her. She drew a circle around the total payroll cost, but then looked up again. The meeting room had three glass walls. The young staffers just outside it all had bulky headphones on. Their eyes were fixed on the screens in front of them. They seemed super focused on their work. Raven's eyes flicked to the far end of the open office space, where Bart's personal office was. Natalie's desk was right next to his door. Raven could see glimpses of her now and then if she leaned forward in her chair. After the call from Natalie about Bart canceling their meetings, Raven had not given any more thought to the time spent with Natalie this weekend. She had been chastising herself for coming all this way to Belgium. Seeing Natalie again this morning had startled her a little, though. When Raven had first spotted her sitting on a bench, sleeves rolled up and her blonde hair in such a mess, the ache to get close to her had returned. This feeling had not been welcome at all. Raven had shut it down by focusing on the anger she felt toward Bart, and by extension, Natalie. But when Natalie had brought up the email, Raven's resolve had cracked immediately. On the walk over to the office, she had vowed she would stay silent as much as possible. Within minutes, though, she couldn't help but laugh out loud when Natalie had made a silly joke. At the office, Natalie had given Raven a quick tour. The company rented the ground and first floors of an old house by the water. Most of the spaces were a little cramped, but the white walls and modern decor made it look nice nevertheless. After the tour, Natalie had gotten Raven settled in the meeting room. The place was Raven's for the entire week, she had said. She could even lock the door and leave her laptop overnight if she wanted to. Raven wouldn't, of course. Coffee and water had been waiting on the large conference table, along with some cookies. Natalie had then brought Raven a copy of the company's financial results of the previous five years. I can go through these with you, she had offered. Raven had shaken her head. No, I'd rather take a look at them by myself. I can let you know when I have questions. All right. We can do the same thing this afternoon with the designs, Natalie had replied. She handed Raven a colorful menu. Just email me what you want for lunch and I'll take care of it for you. Thanks. Can I eat here? Raven asked, gesturing at the table. I'd like to keep working over lunch. Of course, Natalie said dryly on her way out of the door. I'll leave you to it until you are ready for company again. Raven had huffed at the remark, but Natalie had already closed the glass door behind her. It had pissed off Raven a little. What did Natalie expect? The things could be like they were over the weekend? How was that even possible? Two hours later, though, Raven wished she hadn't been so adamant. She was already tired of sitting in this meeting room by herself, pretending to be interested in the files, while Natalie sat at her desk only a few feet away. Raven hadn't caught Natalie glancing in her direction once. This bothered her. The more time passed, the more Raven found herself wondering what Natalie was doing and when she would stop by. 
She was too proud to ask Natalie to join her for lunch. But maybe, maybe she could ask Natalie to walk her through the designs this afternoon. Raven might not be interested in them any longer. She was still curious about Natalie. Raven draped her sweater over the back of the chair before getting comfortable. The grayish, see-through blinds that were supposed to block the afternoon sun hadn't stopped the meeting room from heating up. Okay, I just got this updated version of the designs, Natalie said while she hooked up her computer to the cable. The screen on the wall lit up, displaying her desktop screen on a large scale. It took Raven a moment to recognize Natalie in the wallpaper picture. She was wearing a helmet and sunglasses as she posed holding a snowboard. The big grin on her face was infectious. Snowboarding, huh? Raven asked, not able to hide her interest. Yes, I love it. Natalie nodded, sitting down and entering something on her keyboard. I try to go every winter, but it's been a while now because of COVID. The picture disappeared. Right, Raven said, pursing her lips. She was sad to see the image go. She liked finding out things about Natalie. She was tempted to ask for more pictures, but decided against it. I haven't taken a look at the latest changes, but they should be pretty minor. Natalie continued, hitting the trackpad on her laptop to skip through several of the slides. As you know, we had to make some changes after the first prototype. Raven focused on the slide that was now displayed. She knew these designs very well, and at first glance, she could indeed not spot any changes. She was sure they were there, though. Okay, talk me through it. Let's start with the base module, Natalie said and hit the keyboard. The following slide came on. As you know, um, we want to keep the base as small as possible so it can fit in any room. We want Lifty in homes, not just hospitals. Raven chuckled. Still haven't come up with a better name for him. Natalie grinned. Not my job, luckily. Bart hired a marketing consultant to fix that. Can I see that briefing? Raven asked before giving it a second thought. She reminded herself that there would be no use in going through the document. She was no longer invested, after all. Sure, I'll send it to you later, Natalie replied. I don't think there's been much progress after the briefing. Oh, okay, Raven said, feeling a little conflicted about pretending to be so interested still. Lying to Natalie didn't feel right. How long has it been since the briefing? She asked anyway. Natalie leaned back in her chair, thinking. Mm, I think it's been about six weeks. She touched the table. Yeah, I remember now. The meeting was right here. Not the fastest workers then, Raven said, grinning. She often had to rely on marketing people for her own job, and she wasn't too fond of them in general. I guess not, Natalie chuckled. I'm sure they'll come through. We have some time left. She pointed at the screen. We had some stability issues with the prototype. Raven straightened. That's not good. Nothing too bad, Natalie hurried to say. The test subjects reported that Lifty wiggled a little too much while taking a sharp turn. Did anyone get hurt? Raven asked, slightly alarmed. No, 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 
Natalie replied, shaking her head. Of course not. It's just something we didn't want to ignore. We want people to feel safe. It should be fixed now. She pointed at the two tires on each side of the robot's base. We widened the wheels just a little and used a different rubber. Sounds expensive, Raven commented. She knew that every change at this stage of development came at a hefty cost. Mm, when we purchased the tires at Skill, it's actually not too bad, Natalie said calmly. Raven nodded slowly, surprised by Natalie's knowledge of the project. You do much more than just managing Bart's calendar, don't you? Grinning, Natalie hit an arrow on her keyboard. Yeah, I do much of the project management these days. There's no dedicated project manager? Raven asked, incredulous. There is, Natalie sighed. Or was. He's been sick for almost six weeks now. Her eyes flicked to her co-workers behind the glass wall. She lowered her voice despite the closed door. Burnout. Right, Raven said softly. That's interesting. You'd think a project manager is used to the pressure? Yes, but... Natalie hesitated. She fetched it with the cable connected to her laptop. I think it's not him, to be honest. He really is a great project manager. Raven frowned. Have other staff members fallen out? Natalie cleared her throat. <clears throat> Some, yeah. How about you? Raven blurted out, suddenly worried. Natalie was such a nice person. Raven couldn't stand the thought of this job wearing her down. Especially not since Natalie had just sacrificed most of her weekend for Raven. Eyes widening above her mask, Natalie chuckled nervously. <laughs> what, me? I've always been fine. It's really not that big of a deal here. Natalie's voice was too shrill. Raven instantly understood that she was lying. Raven knew the signs of an unhealthy work culture all too well. She was living in one every day back in Atlanta. She hadn't expected to find it here, though. Bart had described his company as progressive with a focus on creativity and work-life balance. It was one of the things she had liked about his approach. She should have known it was all bullshit. Raven was starting to feel relieved that Bart had stood her up. In a few days, she would fly back home and none of this would be her problem. But Natalie would still work here. And for some reason, that really bothered her. Let's take a look at the other changes, Natalie said, interrupting Raven's thoughts. Looking back up at the screen, Raven saw that Natalie had pulled up a more detailed design of the robot's arms. She chewed on her lower lip as she thought. She still hadn't heard from the airline and would be here for at least another night. Maybe she should ask Natalie a bit more about what it was like to work here. Not as a potential investor anymore, but as a friend. Sort of. It was normal to care about someone who had been so nice to you, right? Hey, Raven said, moving her hand toward Natalie's. They were seated too far apart for them to touch, though. Let me buy you dinner tonight to thank you for your hospitality this weekend. Natalie sat up in surprise. Thanks, but there really is no need. I insist. Raven smiled. Natalie scratched her lower arm. I don't know. 
This was part 11 of Worth the Risk. Now, I want to thank everyone who pitched in and helped me out to create this episode and keep the story going. This is a listener-funded show, and without your help, I wouldn't be able to keep creating, so thank you so much. A special thank you to the people who send me recurring support. This is what keeps me going long-term, and I am so grateful. If you are a recurring supporter on the website, and you don't hear your name in the following list, that's because I didn't want to assume I can include you, you know, privacy and stuff. So if you would like to be included in the next shout-out, just let me know. Send me a message, send me an email, um, or you can use the link in the settings page if you are part of the community on the website. So let me know, okay? I would love to thank you out loud. Okay, let's get to it. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you, Thea. Thank you, Ari. Yep, that's you, Lady of Fingers. And thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you, Sven. Dicky Merci, Carla. Thank you so much, Lesbian Mel. Thank you, Valerie. Wow, these letters are really small. I should have put on my glasses. But thank you, Kat. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you, Sharon. And uh, thank you, Melissa. Super merci, Miranda, uh, Lacey, and Brie. Thank you, Matthias. Or, as we would say here, Matthias. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, The Dash. Merci, 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 Ariana, Mary, and Michaela. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Marie-Hélène. Thank you... Oh, those were my hands. See, I'm bringing my hands in gratitude. Thank you, Marie-Hélène. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you, Annie. Casey. Macy, thank you. And thank you, Amber. And finally, thank you so much, Delisa. All right. That was it for this week's episode. I can't wait to get started on the next episode. I am writing. I will be recording soon. Hopefully not as early as uh, 5.10 in the morning. My voice does need a little bit of time and tea and stuff to wake up. But here we go. I may do. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending this time with me. And I will see you soon. Bye.